0: God bless each and every one of you. Again, I'm excited uh, that you're here. I'm excited that we get to open up as a church and, uh, and be together. Um, you know, the truth is this pandemic has hit a lot of us in different ways. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's people that have dealt with different things and um, dealt with some anxiety, dealt with some, some certain feelings, and um, it, it's been tough. And, you know, right now in our Bible studies, in our different life groups, we're studying the book of Acts, and in that we're learning how the first church really began and it's so important, the gathering, the coming together. You know, can I, can I, can I be a Christian outside and never go to church? Well, yes, yeah, sort of, but you're missing God's plan. God's plan is that we would come together and do, do this. And so I want to say this. Welcome to family. Everyone online, welcome to family. Uh, my name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic. And uh, we're glad you're here. So today, we continue on with our message series titled Waymaker. And today we're actually going to close it out. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this series. If you've, uh, if you've missed any of it, you can uh, definitely check it out on our podcast or watch it on YouTube. Catch a feed your soul. Let it nourish and feed your soul. And so we're really excited about this. With this series, we've had a central passage. Um, and so with, with our central passage, the passage we look at every week. Is there anybody here that has it memorized? Memorized. Brother, you, ha- you have it memorized? No? No. David, David, you got it memorized. It's close, close. So I didn't ask anybody to memorize it, but if you happen to have it memorized, I do have a gift card to give you away right now. Put some money in your hand if anybody has it memorized. No? Going once, going twice. Somebody online, tell us right now in the comments. No. Okay. Um, It's Mark chapter 10 and in verse 27. And it says this. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible But not with God. Everything is possible with God. See, there might be some things in your life where you realize that no matter how hard you try, you cannot get past that situation. There's some areas in your life that you just cannot do it on your own. However, we've come to understand and the God of the impossible. The God that does miracles. The God that can handle where we can't handle. And so today, let's take a moment to pray as we jump into the Word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for this day. God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would bring your word alive. I pray, God, that you would minister to our souls. I pray, God, that you would bring conviction and challenge. But at the same time, your blessing and your favor. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen Amen and amen. Now, one of the things that I love about sports. Anybody here love sports? Kind of. A couple of us. Maybe a little bit. One of the things that I love about sports are the X's and O's, the planning, the details, everything that goes in before the actual game, the preparation, right? The the study, the work hard, the strategy. You don't just walk into a game. You don't walk into a situation without preparing. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a season in your life where you felt under attack? Where you felt like it it was coming from this side and it was coming from that side and all the way around you, a different situation, different people. And it caused these feelings of being overwhelmed. And it caused these feelings of stress. And it even developed anxiety and feeling just like you can't take it anymore. And even to the point where you feel really, really lonely. You know I have. Where I've been in a place in life and feel like nobody can relate to what I'm going through. I feel like I'm on an island all by myself. Nobody really understands my pain. Nobody really understands what happened in that situation. Nobody understands. And they're, they're saying this about me. And they're, they're saying that about me. And, 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 and I'm trying to deal with it all. And it's developing this anxiety and this concern and this worry. And it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It feels like it's, like it's overtaken me. And it's in those moments that either you are prepared and you know where your help comes from. Come on, somebody. Or you're not prepared. See, God can be my way maker in all of these other areas that we've been talking about over the course of the last month. But when I'm being attacked, where do I go? See, the Bible describes God in Exodus chapter 17. He describes him as Jehovah Nisi, which when translated means the Lord my banner. And in Exodus 17, 15, the Bible says this, that Moses built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner. Now the people of the time, they had become attacked by the Amalekites, and they were drawn into battle, and they were faced and surrounded, and it looked like they had no hope and no help, and they were doomed, and then God shows up and wins the battle for them, and it's really this amazing story. You want to go back and watch it some more, and what happens is God's done it. Moses gathers all these rocks up, builds these rocks, builds this altar, and there worships the Lord and says, in that moment, I declare that the Lord is my banner. We worship the Lord, and He is our banner. Now, the Lord my banner means that the Lord is my trust. It means that the Lord is my strength, that He is my God. It's a declaration where I stand and whose team I'm on. The Lord is my banner. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, who is, who is ours? Who's on your banner? Where is your trust? Where is your strength? Who is your strength? Who fights for you? You See, today we are going to dive into a passage of Scripture where the people of God were literally on the brink of disaster. But God. Now someone say, but God. Someone say, nothing is impossible for Him. Now let me ask you this. How How many of you have ever heard of the country of Egypt? It was a trick question. Maybe some of you heard it. Or, hey, if you're not, hey, I'm going to introduce you to Egypt today. Egypt is a country in North Africa in the Middle East. And there was a time where the Israelites were slaves in Egypt for nearly 400 years. God hears the cries of the people and he sends Moses there to go and take them out of slavery. And so he goes up there with his staff, and he, he he performs all these signs and wonders and these miracles, and all these things happen to show Pharaoh, Pharaoh is the king of Egypt, that God is serious, and to let the people go. Well, eventually, after all these different things, Pharaoh decides, okay, I'm going to let the people go. And so Moses marches the people out. And we're talking about a lot of people that they have grown over all these years. And Moses is marching them out of Egypt. And they're out. And they're into the wilderness. And they finally come to to camp at a place near the sea, the Red Sea. And they're they're, they're camped there. Now, while all of this is going on and they're camped, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is back home. And he's talking with his officials. And he says, listen, uh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't have let them all go. You know, that, that was our workforce. Those were our slaves. They did everything for us. Maybe we shouldn't have let them go. And so what he says, you know what? Get the chariots, get the soldiers, get the warriors. We're going after them. We're going to go get them. And so he's preparing all of that. And while that's happening, they're over there camped. And, And here's what we look at in Exodus chapter 14 and verses 10 through 14. It says this. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. Then it says this, and this is so key here. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. You see, they were in a tough predicament. And what happened is, in the moment, they had forgotten the miracles that God had already done to get them to the place that they were. See, all they could do is they see the Israelites coming, and Moses says, stand firm. But Moses, they're coming. The situation is coming. The drama is here. But, but, but stand firm, he says. He says, just observe. Just watch God. But Moses, they're coming. Sometimes we forget what God has already done in our life to get us to the place we were. How did you get out of the stuff you are, were in, to get to where you are? God's blessed you. God's protected you. God's watched over you. God's made it so that you're here in this moment. And sometimes all we can do is complain, why am I going through what I'm going through? But if you remember the hand of the Lord and how he's brought you out of what he's brought you out of. Hey, come on. Come on, somebody. He's taken us through some things. He saw us through some things. And in that moment, all they could say, but Moses, they're coming. They're coming. And Moses tells them, listen, after all their complaining, stand firm and watch God do what he does. Still for us this morning, the question is, why should I let the Lord fight for me? Why should I let the Lord fight? fight for me. Number one, two things I want to share with you. The first thing is this, is I get to witness his power. I get to witness his power. You see, if I put my trust in God and let him fight my my battles, then I get to see his power. And that, that's how it works, right? I get a front row seat to allowing God to be Jehovah Nisi in my life. Some of you guys know the song, right? Jehovah Nisi. you sing a little bit? bit. Worship team. You had to back me up. But let's reread verses 13 and 14. It says this. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance of the Lord. deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll no longer see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Now, in verse 14, there's a Hebrew word here that's used. This Hebrew word is haras. Now, my, my Hebrew is a little, a little rusty, okay. But what it, what it means is to simply observe, be still, and be silent. Now, the thing is about this Hebrew word is that this word is a verb, and a verb, as you might know, is calls us to action. And so what it's saying is stop doing what you're doing and begin doing this. In this particular case, stop worrying and being overwhelmed and let the anxiety overtake you. Stop that and begin to what? Observe and allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. This is what he's telling us. Observe the Lord fighting for you. There are some times in our life where God wants us to put put something in on it. And there's times where God says, listen, stop doing all that. I don't need your help. I just need you to watch. You need to get your popcorn because it's about to get good in your life. I just need you to watch what God is doing. And that's what exactly what happens with the people. In verses 21 and 22, it says this, that Moses stretched out his hand over the sea And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall on their right and a wall on their left. This is a really cool story. See, this is where God parts the waters. The Israelites were conquered, as they, they were, excuse me, they were cornered and camped along the sea. The Egyptians were coming with their chariots and the soldiers were ready to carry them back into slavery. And Moses says, don't be afraid. I know that you see them coming. I know that that situation has been pressing you. I know that you feel like you haven't been able to shake it. I know humanly possible you have tried everything that you can possibly do, but stand firm. Let God be God in your life. And what happens so often is we get so busy trying to figure it out, put so much time and energy. Maybe it's that medical report. Maybe it's that bill. Maybe it's that relationship. Maybe it's that situation. Maybe whatever it is and you carry on your shoulders what should not be on your shoulders. God's got this. Just observe. See, what's it like to have someone fight your battles? What's it like well, you know what? No one fights my battles. I handle my own stuff. Listen, I hear you. I remember when I was in elementary school, I was hanging out with my friend um, out in his front yard. We were shooting some hoops, playing some basketball, and this other kid comes out there in the front yard. And, and my, my friend lived kind of uh, like in front of like the side fence of the school. And so um, this other kid comes up, and next thing you know, my friends and this other kid, They start fighting. You know, we're in elementary school and, and you know, they, they don't really know how to fight. And, you know, they're like going like this and like this. And, and you know, they're pushing each other. Some of this is going on. And, 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 and I'm not feeling like I really need to jump in. I'm just kind of watching them. And, and you know, nothing's happening. Nobody's connecting with nobody, you know, and, and, and I'm just watching it. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I can't watch this anymore. So I go over there in the middle and, uh, and, and I get in the middle of it and I push the other guy and I stop the fight and I'm like, listen. And I'll never forget what the guy says to me. We were kids, but he says this to me. He says, Listen, I, hey, I have a big brother too. And two things popped in my head. Number one, I'm not his brother. Number two, I don't want to fight you. I just can't watch this anymore. But this is what I want to say. What stood out to me that day is that he said, I have a big brother too. And I want to say this to us it's not so much that he's your big brother. But it is that He's the Almighty. It is that He is your Heavenly Father. And your Heavenly Father knows you. Your Heavenly Father has always known you. No matter what you've done, what you've got into, what's happened, what, what, what pain you've dealt with, and you felt like you were on that island, no matter what that is, He knows your name. He knows you better than you know yourself. And the Almighty wants to come alongside you. He wants to be Jehovah Nissi in your life. He wants to be your way maker. And we miss the opportunity to see His power in our life. No matter where that attack is coming from, it's about to be removed. Again, the problem is that we fail to put our trust in Him. How do we do that? We insist on doing things our way, don't we? Listen, I got this situation. I can handle this, back up, and it begins to affect the other relationships around us. It begins because I'm so in, 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 entangled in my situation. I'm not really good for others. And, 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 and I, and I got to do it, and I got to figure it out, and I, and I miss instead of stepping aside, handing it to God and allowing Him to handle it. See, why should I let God fight for me? Because that's where I get to see His power. That's where I get to see things that are humanly, possible, uh, uh, humanly impossible become possible. That's where I get to see the glory of God. That's where I get to see God show up and show out. Why should I let God fight for me? Because I see His power. And secondly, because He's, He's, He's undefeated. He's undefeated. Do you know what it means to be undefeated? it means he never loses. It means he's never lost. It means when the devil thought Jesus he had Jesus in the grave, Jesus rose 3 days later. It means that there's power in the word of God. It means there's power in the name of Jesus. It means that he never loses. See, the battle with the Israelites was no different. They were a people trapped And then Moses stretches out his staff over the sea and the power of God shows up. And there's a path for them to cross on dry land. You see, the Egyptians were were far enough behind them, but they were chasing them down. They were ready with the whip, ready to carry them back into slavery. And God does a miracle. He does a miracle. And it may not be when the Israelites wanted to. And that's the thing with us sometimes. Sometimes. But, but Moses, they're coming. Stand firm. You know what? Stand firm. Get your, get your feet in the ground. Stand firm. Watch and observe. God's, Moses, but they're coming. Moses, I would really like for God to do the miracle right now because they're coming. I don't want to go through anything anymore. I'm tired of going through things, Moses. I'm tired of going through things. God, if you'll do the miracle now. And he's like, stand firm. Stand firm. Watch God do it. Why does God do it when, it when he's ready to do it? Why does he draw them closer? Because God gets the most glory. Because he gets the most glory. Because in that moment, you'll never forget what God has done in your life. And it becomes a marker and reminder forever. So that the next time life comes, because guess what? Life is life, isn't it? Life doesn't care what we look about, look like. Life doesn't care how much money we have in our bank account. Life just hits. It doesn't matter if you're old, you're young. It doesn't matter if you have this background or that background. Life still hits. It still hits. And God is our way maker. He's our way maker. And He's undefeated. The Bible says this in Exodus 14, verse 26 to 28. That the Lord said to Moses... Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and the chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. I'm going to say that again. Not one of them survived. Not one enemy survived. Not one attack survived. No one coming, threatening the blessings of God in your life survived. Not one. No matter what the situation is, it cannot stand up to the power of God no matter how hard it's hitting you, no matter how long you've been dealing with it, it cannot stand up to the power of God. Again, the problem remains the same. We hold on to it ourselves and allow the anxiety to overtake us and we carry it on our shoulders. But the Bible says this in Deuteronomy 20 verse 4, it says this, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. That's what it says in Isaiah 54, 17. It says this, but in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Amen. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. In Psalms 34, 17, it says this, the Lord hears his people. When they call to Him for help, He rescues them from all their troubles. And in Romans 8.31 it says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He's been undefeated, He is undefeated, and He will remain undefeated. And He's my way maker. He is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my Banner. See this flag, Geo? Can I get that flag? Thank you. See, this flag, you may be familiar with it, maybe not. This is the Christian flag. This is the flag that was developed, made to represent our faith. It's a symbol. It's a banner. Jehovah Nisi means the Lord my banner. What banner do you fly? In the midst of life, when life is just hitting. Whose flag are you flying? Are you flying your own flag? Are you flying the flag of the Lord? Will you put your trust in God? Or will you put your trust in, I gotta handle my own thing because that's how I do life? I gotta get through this. I gotta do it my way. But in the midst of that, you are eating away at yourself. You're eating away at the beauty that God has designed in you. Would you hand it over to Him? Would you fly His flag? Would you be bold and represent Him? Would you surrender to Him? Would you turn over to Him and say, God, You are the Lord my banner. You are the Lord my banner. I surrender to You. I submit to You. I hand over my needs, my wants, my concerns, my worries, my stresses, the anxiety, the depression, That situation that old memory that thing that's been haunting me over and over I surrender it to you Lord and would you fly his flag would you hand it over to him I'm not saying that you're not Christian I'm not saying that you don't believe in God I'm saying that you love the Lord and yet you want to handle things always your way you want to deal with these things would you fly his flag would you allow him to be as Moses, built up the rocks, created an altar, worshiped the Lord, and in that moment declared, just three chapters later, he declares that the Lord is my banner. I've seen him do it before, he's undefeated. He's doing it again, he's undefeated. And I believe that if I follow him with my life, he's going to do it again. He is undefeated. He's undefeated. He won't stop working in my life. That if God is for me, then who can be against me? Who can ever be against me? I just need to walk humbly with my God. I just need to surrender. Enough is enough. Allow God to be your way maker. So my question for you guys today is is simply this, and I'll give you the challenge. But the question I want to ask you is this. What have you been battling that you need to let God handle? What is that situation? What is that area? What has overwhelmed you? what has what is causing your mind to run and to run and to think and it's there and you try to ignore it, but it's still there. What have you been battling that you need to let God handle? What have you been fighting that you need to stop? stand firm and just observe God working it out in your life? What areas do you need to trust God? Is it a family member? Is it a situation, a bill, a medical report? I mentioned a, a memory, a thought, a lie from the enemy. What have you been battling that you need to let God handle? Here's my challenge for you today is, is this. Surrender your battle to God and allow Him to be your way maker. Allow Him to make a way where there seems to be no way. Humanly, possible? It's not possible. You're going to run in circles and run in circles trying to deal with the situation. Build up the stress and the anxiety. Be no good to the rest of the relationships around you because it was not meant for you to handle. Hand it over to him. Surrender your heart and your life to him. Let him be God in your life. Let him be God. Let him do it. Let him work it out what that means is you can't hold part of it in your hand and hold the other part. God, I kind of gave it to you, but I'm still holding on. You're going to have to hand it over. I want to take a moment and pray for you. And the way that we're also going to close today is we're going to take communion. And we're going to have a moment to reflect on who God is and the beauty of who He is. He's our God. El Shaddai, the, the Lord God Almighty. Today we worship Him. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, this series, God, as we've we've been in your word, discovering who you are, experiencing who you are. And I just pray your blessing now. I pray, God, that you would see the hearts of everyone here, everyone listening, everyone watching. I pray, God, that we would come to a place and said, God, I'm going to hand it to you. God, you know what area that is, Lord. You know what they've been dealing with. You know what they've been overwhelmed with. God, you know what the anxiety is, but You know how far it's even went into depression. God, they've tried to ignore it, sweep it under a rug, but it's there. Today, Lord, we want to make a decision to declare who you are in our life and hand it over. Allow you to fight our battles allow you to fight our battles maybe you're here today and you say you know what i got to get right with god the truth is if i'm just being honest i'm keeping it 100 i i haven't been right with god but i want to get right with him and if that's you just quickly just put your hand up put it down real quick up and down thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you i see your hand thank you thank you i see your hand and i just pray god over my brothers and sisters now your mercy your grace and your forgiveness god today we confess our sins through this we haven't been walking with you, but we want to be right with you. So God, help us today. May we be welcomed in your loving arms, not because we deserve to be, but because, Jesus, that's what you did for us on the cross so that we can have that access. So, Father, forgive us for every wrong thing we've done, every sin we've committed, every lie we've told, every cheat we've cheated. God, every situation that's happened, God, would you forgive us? Today, we declare you to be our Savior from our sin and our Lord of our life. We serve you. And may we fly your flag, Lord, with great boldness. And when life hits, God, may we surrender and allow you to be Jehovah Nisa. Bless your people. Bless your church. And right now, as we take communion, we ask your blessing over these elements. And when we have a moment to reflect on who you are and how good you are to us. We love you.